All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to Championship Drill. Obviously, no championship games on with the World Cup starting tomorrow night as we are recording this on a Saturday evening. But we are going to be with you all through the World Cup. Uh, following World Cup as we go into today is going to be our preview show before everything kicks off on Sunday. So we're going to go through it group by group by group. But as we are usually a championship show, there has been some news over the week. Yeah. Uh, the big one that uh, that you broke the other day, Phil, was mm. Colo Torre. His uh, first manager job, going to take over at Wigan. Apparently his brother turned it down first. Okay, it's, it's sad. Apparently Colo Torre said no, or uh, Yaya Torre said no, and Colo Torre said yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to see him there. Obviously, he's been a coach for a long time, so he, you know, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. But if yeah. first manager's job, bit of a kind of a profile name coming to Wigan, um, you know, might help them with transfers in January. It's a good move. Uh, I'm happy for him because I know he's been wanting it for a while. Um, yeah, he's been trying to get into in in his own management job. I suppose he was with Brendan Rodgers. Um, yeah, for a long time. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm I be I be excited to see what he can bring. Yeah, um, Luton Town have named Edwards as their manager. Good appointment. Fans probably won't like the fact that he used to manage Watford. Obviously, yeah. a big rivalry between Luton and Watford. Yeah. Um, but we wait and see. Um, how that how that goes. Yeah. Uh, good appointment for them as well, I think. Yeah. Um, again, exciting young manager that wasn't given a fair chance because Watford weren't doing that badly. Yeah, and it's Watford. Like he got ten games. That's like seventeen <laughs> years. Exactly. In Watford years. And he did so well with Forest Green uh, last time. Yeah, exactly. So, so well deserved. Uh, the other big news, I suppose, two bits of big news. Few. Bristol City recorded a massive loss, twenty eight and a half million for the twenty one twenty two season. Mm. So um, things not going so rosy for them. But a club where things looked dreadful for a few years ago, things turning around slowly. Mm. Um, ex Newcastle owner. And Mike Ashley has taken over the CBS Arena in Coventry. And it looks like Doug King is going to take over 85% of the shares of Coventry from Sisu as well. So uh, good things kind of happening off the field for, for Coventry. Yeah, finally. And the thing is, well, the, this momentum is great because they're playing yeah. well as well. They're playing very well. So, so that's well, about it really in terms of, I don't think there's much uh, championship news other than that. If any comes as we're going through the week, of uh, talking about the World Cup, we'll bring it at the kind of start of the show before we get into the World Cup stuff. And um, so with the World Cup stuff, um, you were talking there beforehand, kind of mad speech by the head of FIFA this morning. Uh, they're really scrambling to try and legitimize the World Cup. The amount of people have put up on social media that I even know that like don't want to watch this World Cup. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of, I suppose, it's it, it's it's up to us in terms of what we do to everyone. And I really do appre uh, appreciate people who aren't going to watch it. Fair yeah. play to them. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, for what we do with the podcast and everything, we have to watch the games. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's hard when you don't have any football for uh, a month, as the case will be with the championship. Mm -hmm. um, so the World Cup is there, and it's nice. You want to remember the World Cup, and also obviously being half Dutch, I want uh, I want Holland to do well also. Uh, in the World Cup, so I'll be I'll be keeping a close eye on one of my my two home nations, but it's um yeah strange speech and it's kind of a, a like well you guys were bad for centuries so like it's okay now if these guys are bad it's like this weird two right two wrongs make a right kind of an argument he's yeah. trying to make and it's it's kind of bizarre. 
Um, yeah, it's been a weird few days in general because there's a lot of backtracking and everything by Kit, by Kit here as well. Yeah, it's 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 been a strange one, and I suppose we'll see what happens when the World Cup kicks off. Who knows what's next? Um, we can only hope that the officiating and everything that there's not much going to go on suspiciously there when they, when it comes to the guitar games. Um, and we'll talk about Qatar in a minute because they are in Group A and they'll be the first kind of team we have a have a chat about. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It has if anyone's seen you know the fire documentary on Netflix, it seems to be kind of falling down those lines. You know, yeah. terrible accommodation. People have already been given out about the food. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a bit like you know hotels aren't fully finished. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be a weird one, so we'll have to wait it's and see. The kind of thing, uh, like, as if you don't have money, we don't care about you. Yeah, you know, that that I found the strangest thing about the the whole alcohol thing in the stadium. Yeah, um, was they're still going to serve it in the corporate boxes for the VIPs and that, mm. um, which which kind of sends the wrong message and the kind of what FIFA's trying to get away from this elitist kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is the same at UEFA. To be fair, if anyone's ever been to a, a Champions League game, especially in the later stages, and mm-hmm. um, they don't really care about the ordinary fans, and this just mm-hmm. goes to show that again, yeah. Um, Exactly. That they really just don't care, and they are, you know, you know, FIFA are ridiculously corrupt, and we know that, and people should watch that Netflix documentary because it is, it is very good. Um, the Netflix documentary, uh, not just Fire Festival, the new one they don't on FIFA. All that being said, will we move ahead to a preview, or will we be here till you know yeah. the World Cup is finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Group A, we'll start with that's the group with the host Qatar, with Ecuador, with Senegal, and with the Netherlands. Um, I'll go to first. We've obviously seen Qatar play against Ireland mm-hmm. because by some, you know, I don't know, brown envelopes or whatever, they were um, in Ireland's qualifying group, even though the games against them were not far qualifying. So they have to play a lot of friendly matches yeah. um, in Ireland's group. So we have got to see Qatar play. I would say they're not the greatest team on earth. No. Nope. Um, a couple of players we'll talk about in a minute. But that said, you know, we've had the World Cup going pretty much since 1930 now. And obviously, bits of breaks during the Second World War. But mm. only one host nation has failed to get out of the group stage. And that was South Africa. I think you're going to see it this time. I really do. Uh, I, I think you probably will as well. Um, they spent a long time building this team yeah. in terms of getting players to come live in the country for five years. And then they can, you know, play for Qatar. Which, you know, mm-hmm. fair enough. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Now, um, one thing, they'll be used to the heat there. So they will be used to the weather. That's not going to be a problem for them. So they might have a small advantage there. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly over the Netherlands, probably not over Ecuador and Senegal, who are both used to playing in the heat as well. Yeah. Um, however, you know, they've, their last few warm-ups, there's some dodgy stuff going on there. Their warm-ups play behind closed doors. They've mm-hmm. apparently been awarded ridiculous penalties to try and build confidence. <laughs> um, but um, what I would be worried about from their standpoint is uh, in the last the last six times they've played against um, teams who have qualified for this year's World Cup that is um, if we say that they're up against the team that is um, that is in this World Cup mm. they've lost all six times to the teams that are in this World Cup Yeah, uh, when they've played yeah, they, so, they, they're really really going to struggle um I, but the thing is, as you said, they might get a t- tomorrow. They might get a few dodgy penalties. <laughs> yeah, VAR. You hope is going to put a stop to that happen. Yeah, you would hope. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll wait and see. Now, the one thing I will say is they do have a guy 
in Amos Ali, who can put the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is a decent striker. And um, um, Hassan, their left back as well, has been there a long time, very experienced. Uh, he's going to be key to them as well because all the teams they're playing against, especially Ecuador and the Netherlands, are very tricky wingers. Mm. Uh, so he's going to be kind of key to their success as well, I think, is, uh, is Hassan, their left back. But uh, they shouldn't get out of the group, but you know, who knows? I wouldn't think so. I mean, like, so. Ecuador, they could get draws against Ecuador, Senegal, but you'd expect the Netherlands to really hammer them home. You'd uh, expect the Netherlands to come out of this group on top, and we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute, but, the, you know, it, it could be a coin toss for the others. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. And we might as well talk about Ecuador next. Um, yeah. Dodgy passports aside, um, <laughs> if you remember, if anyone doesn't know what I'm referring to, one of their players, Castillo, was born in Colombia. Uh, both Peru and Chile, I think, were complaining that he shouldn't have been allowed to play for Ecuador because mm. he was under a certain age or something like that, yeah. and he wasn't entitled to a passport. And it turns out, well, you know, he was twenty-three, so it was it was a whole mess. But anyway, they were clear of any wrong. Chile were in at one point, weren't they? Yeah, so they were. They were. He was cleared of any wrongdoing anyway, yeah. and Ecuador take their take their spot. And they were fourth in qualifying: seven wins, five draws, six defeats. So they really are. Up and down. Now, the one thing I will say with that, though, is you have seven wins, five draws, six defeats. They only had one of those defeats in their last seven qualifiers, and that included draws against Brazil and Argentina. Yeah. Um. I think, like a lot of teams and groups, and we'll come to them in the other groups. What Ecuador really could be here is they could be a spoiler from one of the other teams. Mm-hmm. So if you were to say, if you were to say the Netherlands say beat everybody. Yeah. And like um, in Qatar, you know, don't beat Ecuador tomorrow. Like Ecuador could get a draw. That could knock Qatar out, the fact that Ecuador take point of them. Or yeah. likewise, maybe if Qatar beat Ecuador and, you know, then, you know, Senegal get a point against Ecuador, you know, they could spoil it for Senegal as well. So they, they could play spoil it, but I don't think no. um, they're going to do very well. Um, we know some of their players, um, Casido, obviously, at Brighton. Yeah, he, you know, he's um, a top player. Like if, if he gets going. Yeah. They could have a chance, but I... Yeah. Uh, but they still rely on 33-year-old Ener Valencia up front. Um, yeah. But 35 goals in 74 games for his country, that's pretty good. Um, so he he's played another in, one. He played that, in Turkey as well. Um, yeah. He's another one, I suppose. If he gets chances, he'll score, I imagine. Yeah. World Cup is always different, though. Some teams... It's some, very hard to know. Some players, um, some players seem to rise to the occasion. Yeah, and that's that's the way it, it, it could be here, I suppose. Um, Senegal, I suppose, breeze through qualifying, and they're the highest ranked African team. Obviously, they're, they're the AFCON champions. They've been well, obviously as well. They've lost Mane. They've lost Mane completely. Um, that's really tough, and yeah. it was kind of a blow because at first it was a case of they were well. He's injured, but maybe if we get out of the group, he can play. And now it's like, no, he can't. Um, so they're going to rely on a player we know well from the championship, Ishmael yeah. Sarr. He's yeah. going to kind of become their key man in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we know Mendy and Koulibaly, like goalkeeper. Yeah. And centre and, back. I, Idris Gea as well from Everton. There's a few. Yeah, exactly. That we'll know here. But you, you would think Sarr now has to become their key man going forward. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Um, they should have enough to see off Ecuadorian Qatar, but you would think they would finish second for sure with the quality in. But the... it's very hard to know, isn't it? Yeah, it's extremely hard to know because we don't know what Qatar is going to be like. Yeah, and we don't know what the same Qatar played against, Ireland, against Ireland. Senegal should hammer them. Yeah, so we'll wait and see. Uh, the Netherlands, obviously, I have a connection to the Netherlands, uh, and I watched them a lot. Um, I like. And obviously, I have family in Holland, and I, I see a lot of what's going on there. In terms of, they're quietly confident about this Dutch team. Mm, they're very, very good young players. Uh, and you look at it, like you said, the young players. You look at the likes of uh, Simmons and Gakpo, the two PSV lads. Very, yeah. very good. They're going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. But then you look at, you know, a thirty-nine-year-old goalkeeper who's having, you know, season of his life for Ajax. What a story he is, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we were already talking about that the other day. Yeah. Was he 37 when he was signed as third choice goalkeeper for Ajax? 38 when he became their first choice and now 39 he's off to the World Cup? Yeah, it's incredible. Crazy. But you take out the young players and you look at the likes of him on goal. You've got Van Dijk, De Ligt, De Puy, De Jong. Um, Dave Madison, Dave Lodes, Timber. So many players. Um, De Vries is still there. Yeah. He slight injury scare, but he did make it in the end. Um, the midfield is packed yeah. well, and then the forward line is. I know I mean, I've, I've given out about Luke de Jong, but as we were saying before, he does score goals. Yeah, yeah, and and you look at like Simmons and Gakpo are really exciting players. Yeah, uh, and they're gonna they're they're gonna be ones to watch. So Group A predictions for Group A in terms of where you think all the teams will finish. Uh, so, top group. Yeah, yeah, and then I would say Senegal. Okay. I think Ecuador could be last because of dodginess. <laughs> I have it written down the exact same way. I think I think it'll be Netherlands, Senegal, Qatar, then Ecuador. Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't think they're going to win tomorrow for some reason. Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. A lot of pressure on those players as well. Yeah, yeah. The host nation, like we said, only one host has ever gone out. I think Qatar uh, don't want to be disgraced and four. They might. No, and four points is the funny thing. Exactly, but it's one of those. If they can get a win tomorrow, then all they need really is to like annoy one of the other two teams and get a point off them. Mm-hmm. Senegal, yeah, and then they'll have a chance of going through. But again, like again, we we could be in a situation where Netherlands won their two games and play. Yeah, yeah, and relax. Then that's yeah. probably what they're hoping for then as well. So that's we'll it. wait and see. We'll wait and see. And Group B, which is a big one, England, Iran, USA, and Wales. And mm-hmm. um, we say it's a big one. I'm yeah. going to come to, I'm going to come to Iran in a minute because people are just writing them off completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know maybe they should. Um, but England, huge expectations on them after the Euros. The problem is if they don't win their first game and they draw with Iran, or even if they do win one nil and they struggle, yeah. people are going to crap all over them. And what I think the issue with England is, for me, if you look at their squad, mm-hmm. and there's issues in the squad, there's not many issues, but if you look at the players they have, they're as talented a group of players as any of the other squads in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, but their weak link is their manager. <laughs> well, he's definitely something, something already. Um, he's got this reliance on players, this almost like loyalty to players in some weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, when Chilwell wasn't going to make the World Cup because of injury, to only oh, bring Luke Shaw as a left back, 
is yeah. kind of madness. They're gonna have because... to do a, they have to do a makeshift left back at some point. And it will be Kieran Trippier. That that's who it's going to be, without a doubt, I'd say it's going yeah. to be Kieran okay. Trippier playing left back. Yeah. And maybe Ben White being put in as right back or Trenton as right back. Yeah. Um and he's the one holding them back. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is his, his like people were saying, well, who could he have brought? Well, Sesson Young at Spurs is not having an awful season. He's a left back. At least he can play Henry left back. as well as easy. Yeah. Henry Henry at Brentford is another good shout, yeah. Um, yeah. okay, it doesn't have the international experience in terms of senior level, but he's but played he'd really be good more he'd be more comfortable than it should be in that position, you know. What I mean? He's cert- yeah, he certainly knows, you know, how to play left back. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. especially in a five at the back, yeah, which is what Brentford have played for so long, and mm-hmm. um, so he's comfortable there. So I thought it was a very strange decision, but his default for for him seems to be well, let's just go defensive. That seems to be his default setting. So, um, I suppose we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. But you look into their like attacking talent. Yeah. You look at the likes of Grealish, Saka. Kane, Foden, Bellingham. It's unread. And, you know, then you've got Rice, you know, Calvin Phillips, who has hardly kicked the football, mm-hmm. but is in the squad. And Trent, like we said, who's well able to cross the ball, dangerous from set pieces. Uh, I, I do think, though, for anyone who doesn't, you know, watch English football, and we do have some fans around the world who probably don't watch as much mm-hmm. of these players as maybe we do, um, that listen into us. Bellingham is going to be it's really going to be a tournament for him because he's leaving Dortmund. It's the break. Time. It's the breakout tournament for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I think, if Southgate plays Saka as a right winger, and it's a big if, because mm-hmm. um, he seems to love playing Saka out of position. Yeah. Um, I think he could have a wonderful tournament for them because he's in great form for Arsenal this season. Uh, but Bellingham really, really can can become like a star for them. And what's weird is. England had a disastrous Euro Nations, obviously, were relegated. Mm-hmm. They're coming into this in pretty poor form. Yeah. You know, everyone is talking, including myself, how, like, you know, the manager's gone after the tournament, you know, it's, you know, he's not doing great, whatever, and, and all that stuff. It's very weird. And you won't remember this probably, but it's very, very, because you would have been too young, mm. uh, the build-up to Italia 90. Oh, yeah. It's very, very similar. Bobby Robson had announced before he was going to join PSV after the tournament, so they were like, "Well, he doesn't care anymore." Mm. England barely qualified, and they had all um, the thing with Gaza as well. I know, I remember that kind of. You know, it, it was annoying. You know, there was a lot of distractions. It didn't seem like things, were, and then they had one hell of a tournament. What <laughs> happened for England this time too? Well, the thing is, they were very unlucky in the last tournament, uh, yeah. the Euros. Yeah, uh, like they've been steadily climbing in the last few tournaments, didn't they? Do like. Quarter seconds, yeah. final. Yeah. But I think I think Soke can fall into. Well, these players have done well for me in the last two tournaments. I'm going to stick with them. Yeah, like you. And I'm going to play Raheem Sterling every game, and I'm going to play Maguire every game. Mason, and I'm going to play yeah. Rice and Phillips in the middle every game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and Bellingham is just going to be on the bench for me. That would be that would be ridiculous. You know, because he wants to play Rice and Phillips. We'll see together. You know, tomorrow when we're at the, what are, yeah, we'll see Monday. On what, Monday, yeah. So what, we'll we'll what, see what, how it goes. Um, we move on to Iran, who they are playing Monday, right? Yeah. And people write Iran off, as tends to happen, I think, when you don't know a team. Um, I've seen Iran play before. Um, Ireland struggle, always struggle against Iran over the years. Yeah, um, a lot of teams do. I mean, 
their group in the last World Cup had Spain and Portugal in it, and they nearly got out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, again, kind of like Ecuador, they could play spoilers for the other three teams. Yeah, this is like if they take a point off Wales or a point off USA or a point off England, yeah, that puts real pressure on whatever team they get as well against. Exactly. Um, they have a good coach as well, Carlos Queiroz. Like he's yeah, yeah, he's strange one though. <laughs> they they were on a really good run. Sacked their manager to bring Queiroz back for the World Cup. Yeah, I think they really, did that. Really, really weird decision. Yeah. Uh, no wonder star players starter um, as Moon is in the squad, but he is carrying an injury. Mm. Uh, people will know him if anyone watches the Bundesliga. He plays for Bayern Leverkusen. Um, without him, they might struggle to score a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, Taremi plays with Porto. Uh, I'm looking at their team. Like they have a few players that play in the German league. Um, yeah. Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, they're very. They have a great defense. Um. Uh, Kanazadiaga, um, one of their older defenders, and their goalkeeper as well. Mm. Uh, really, really good. Uh, from the last World Cup, you remember them as well. They, you know, they're very, very strong. Hajassi has over 120 caps. Yeah. You know, yeah. I... no, they are they're not bad. I mean they're not. Um like like I said, Tarimi, I think, is someone who'll step up for them in this tournament. A guy that might play, he might not even start for them. Mm. But uh, I think it's gonna be really exciting is Ali Goze Go Holly Zede or Zeda rather, mm. who plays in Bel in the Belgian League with Charleroi. Uh, yeah. if you can see him there in your squad list. Uh, really exciting young talent. Um, again, maybe I don't think he's going to start much for Iran, but if he does, he's a player I'm really looking just, forward to. Seeing. Looking through their whole team, there like a lot of their players age twenty eight to thirty three. Yeah, there's, there's not many like players who who are young. Like who's their youngest player? He's like twenty six, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad I'm on about, and um, I'm excited to see him and what he's what he can do. Um, USA, right? People always talk about oh, USA are a very good team, very good team. We talked about We were only talking about the other day because you were on about how young a team. Yeah, this USA team are terrible. Yeah, like I... there's there's no other way of putting it. They're not good. And yeah. um, they won the gold cup, but in in qualifying they finished third. They finished behind Canada. They finished behind Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, now they do have some experienced players like Pulisic. Robinson and uh, even Matt Turner at Arsenal yeah. uh, that we'd know from the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but it's also such a mix of young players. Aronson at Leeds, I think, is going to be key for them. He's having a great season. Oh, he's he's he, he's going to definitely move on from Leeds. I think he's quality. Yeah. And uh, McKenney as well, who plays for Juventus. Yeah. Um, is another Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams as well, who's at Leeds. Yeah. Um, the, those kind of young players. Now, for me. The thing is, the USA are trying to get rid of some of these older players because mm. they're co-hosting the next World Cup. Yeah. So they're looking at this World Cup, I think, as a chance to kind of blood in some of these young players. Yeah. So that they'll have a much better team, a stronger, more experienced team. These youngsters will have played in the World Cup and they'll have them ready and firing in four years' time or, well, three Tim, and a half years. Tim Ream is, been around, surely this is... Been around a long time. Obviously, Sergeant from Norwich as well is going to be there. Um, Christian Pulisic is obviously everyone knows him at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah terrible season he's having at Chelsea though. Um, haven't been I mean, great since, since he got injured. Really. It's kind of a clean slate. You don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, and um, there are players that turn up sometimes for America in the World Cup, but I do think America are more looking ahead to three and a half years' time when they're co-hosting the tournament and saying, you know, these young players will be better for this experience. Yeah, awesome. And uh, that's what they're going for. Uh, yeah. So I don't expect America to do too well in this tournament. No, but I'm... their game against Wales is going to be massive because if either of them lose that, they're in trouble. Yeah, Wales have a few championship players. Wales uh, have, yeah, we go on to them, the most championship players of any squad. Yeah. Wales, including Joanne, who's hardly kicked the football all season. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I mean, Robert Page was asked about Joanne about like a week ago, and he said, like ninety eight percent chance he's not going to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but whatever is after happening with his injury in the meantime, you know, and obviously playing for a Welsh club probably helps that they're able to protect him a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, but he's going to be there. He's not going to be on to Allen with the injury and everything that he had and just come back from it. He's not starting matches, oh, but he does have a chance of coming on. But yeah, a lot of championship players in there. Yeah, there is a few like. Even yeah. from last year, there was Harry Wilson and just a couple yeah. as well, like Joe, Joe Randon. Yeah, and I think uh, it's good for Wales this time as well. Like they had that great tournament last time out, obviously, but yeah. um, you know, Gareth Bale, you know, whatever you think about him, always shows up for Wales. Yeah, 100%. Like, like he could, like he was hardly kicking a ball for Real Madrid before their last tournament. Brilliant for Wales. He seems to be the star man. It's like. Yeah. Um, like Aaron Ramsey, yes, yeah, and I will say Ramsey's in great form this season for Nice. He's scoring and assisting goals all over the place. And mm. um, another guy, he'll just turn up for Wales. Yeah, um, and they have such a great team spirit, and that team spirit could carry them. Um, you you just never know. The last time Wales were in a World Cup was 1958, um, which was in Sweden, and they were knocked out. Um, a young kid from Brazil named Pele scored the winner against them. <laughs> um, don't know yeah, whatever happened to him. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, don't know what happened to that young fella. But that was the last time Wales were in the World Cup. This is a very um, hard group to call. Um, it's very tough. I mean, obviously, the game between the USA and Wales probably decides second place. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. England still have to beat the two of those teams, or at least beat one of them. You would think they'd have to beat America for sure. Um, yeah, because you did what England won't want is. A winner takes all game against Wales. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like um, that—that's something they have to avoid. Yeah. And I mean, if it like if the USA beat Wales and say, you know, and like you said, if the you know if the USA can do something with with England even, or if Wales beat USA and USA beat England, and it's very, that tight going into the last game, USA playing Iran, uh, which Iran could spoil the party for America there too. Wouldn't for that happen? What you reckon? I think England win the group. I think Wales yeah. come second, and I think America probably ahead of Iran. You would you would think that would be the case either way. It wouldn't surprise. I think a lot of people would swap Wales and America, maybe. Yeah, but like, I, I just I just think I just think if Wales like need a point against England, they'll do it. But for some reason, I don't know why. In people's heads, they think America do well at World Cups. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I think this American team is not as good as previous Absolutely. American yeah, teams, yeah. and I think it's on purpose. Um, not that they're not going to try. Obviously, they want to win for the country. They want oh, to win. I mean, they 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 but they're picking players. the next World Cups players now almost. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. they'll be better at the next World Cup when they're at home. Yeah, I know. And um, I, I I think there's a lot of that going on America with this American team, and I think some of these players 
one thing these players will have, they have a lot of MLS-based players. Mm. It's a chance for them to show the European big clubs, look, look at me. Yeah. You know, and try, try and get a move over there as well. Exactly. Uh, so what do you think of that group? England, uh, actually, I'm going to say England and America for some reason. Yeah. Wales. It's going to be that, that, that Wales America game is going to be a key battle. And it's on, yeah. it's on Monday. Obviously, obviously Gareth Bale now playing in America as well with no other players. So, yep. Um, I don't know if that'd be an advantage. Like, according to the, to the bookies, they don't even know who's going to win it. They're both similar odds. Yeah. Um, I think Wales just, I don't know. There's just something about the team spirit they have. Um, it means it's the first game you don't know where that's going to go that's the problem it's the fact that the first game is tough and the fact that Wales of England last is yeah. tough um, but like I said if England don't if they're not qualified by time they play Wales they don't want to win or takes all game against Wales 100% yeah because all the pressure is going to be on England there. whereas yeah. if England have qualified they can relax maybe put out some of the the other players against Wales mm-hmm. um, and see what happens then Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Now, this is a group I think you can take Argentina out of it, and I could flip a coin over who finishes second. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other three teams. Same, yeah. And people will say Saudi Arabia aren't great. Oh, Saudi Arabia are way better than people think they are. Um, and Mexico and Poland are way worse than people think they are. Oh, 100%. Just because Lewandowski is with Poland, people think yeah. that they're going to they're gonna be this great. <laughs> So and are better the than Poland. The thing with Argentina is, like Aguero's gone, obviously. But you look at Argentina the past couple of tournaments mm. that they've been involved in, like Copa America, they did very, very well, obviously. Um, but it was always on like Messi and Aguero, and like Messi and Aguero, and it was just like almost like a two-player team for a long time. Yeah. But you look at them now, and you look at like you know Martinez, who who you know well, playing yeah. for United at the back, you know. Um, what's his name? Is it Ramos playing for Spurs at the back? Uh, you know, um, the other Martinez up front. Yeah, I like the midfield as well. Like they've good midfield. Alexis McAllister at Brighton is very good. He's very good player. Like they, they. But what, what I'm, what I'm getting at, I suppose, with Argentina is they're more of a team now than they've ever been. Yeah, that I can remember. Yeah, like yeah. I can remember Argentina making a run to the final in Italian ninety, and basically their whole plan was give the ball to Maradona and let him play through for Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used to do that like, last like, like that was their plan. Like, yeah. whereas they just the players now all over the they're a proper team. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and they have a great team spirit, and I think that comes from Messi, their leader, as well as like he's he just keeps everyone involved and you know talks everyone. It over. could be a dark horse for the whole tournament, to be honest. I, I think it's very hard to pick a weakness in their side. And you name any other team, and I could probably find a weakness there, uh, including Brazil, who will come to later, and um, frightening attack as they might have. Um, but Argentina, I just don't see much of a weakness there. Now, that said, their weakness is probably their depth. Yeah. You go outside the probably 14, 13, 14 top players they have. Mm-hmm. Then you start having to replace two or three if two or three get suspended or injured in the knockout round. Then, yeah. you know, they do drop in quality a little bit. Or Argentina in the world at the moment, three or four, is it? Something like that, because they won the Copa the the America, so that yeah, would have helped them yeah, up with it. Yeah, they're fairly, like, just looking through. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of quality there. 
Yeah. Now, Saudi Arabia, like I said, people are going to think, oh, Saudi Arabia, no chance. <laughs> Saudi Arabia finished ahead of Japan and Australia in qualifying. Yeah. And people, and I've heard people say, well, Japan aren't that bad. Australia are pretty good. Well, Saudi Arabia finished ahead of both of them in qualifying. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, not only that, they're going to have a lot of fans there because it's a car trip. In their time, yeah, exactly. And they're going to be acclimatised. They're used to playing in that weather. Yeah. And on, on top of that, like it's going to be very hot. Polish players aren't going to like the heat. Poland, they're also an old team. Mexico yeah. will be used to the heat. Mexico are a very old team. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're really struggling. Yeah. Um, Salem and Desar, uh, uh, Desari, they're 31 now, I think he is. Um, so much, so much experience. Yeah, like uh, the thing is. There's a lot of people probably wouldn't have heard a lot of their players because no, I don't think any of their players play outside. Um, outside. Yeah, Eldesari, I think he's 31 now. I think he might have played one game for Villarreal oh, against Real Madrid okay. off the bench. Yeah. Other than that, he's he's played in in um, in the domestic league his whole yeah. career. Um, very good player, a lot of experience. What they do have though is a manager who I think coach. Briefly again in Spain, briefly maybe in France, and mm. um, very, very briefly. This young enough manager, I think he's like 54, and Herb Renard, who's pretty much only coached international teams. Yeah. Knows what he's doing. He's won AFCON twice, once with Zambia, and another time with the Ivory Coast. Yeah. Uh, like, you'd look at it on paper and you think they should finish bottom. Mm-hmm. And they probably will. Yeah, but they'll be very but- stubborn, I think. You need to respect them. They're a team that Poland and Mexico are going to have to respect and not think we can just show up, beat Saudi Arabia, and then see what we do against each other. Exactly. Because if they underestimate Saudi Arabia, they're going to be in trouble. Exactly. Um, uh, Mexico then as well. Me- Mexico are actually the top in the 13th in the world. For, um, 13th in the world. Again, finished behind Canada in qualifying. But, yeah. Um, you were right about aging players. Their goalkeeper is 40. They're number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their second is 35 and their third is 37. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit of experience and goal, all right? Yeah. Um, Raul Jimenez will be leading the attack for them. Uh, Herving Lozano as well. How old Herving Lozano is now? He's going to be the next big thing for so He's 27. He yeah. plays. Now he plays with Napoli. I remember at one point we were linked with him at Man United. Yeah, I mean, he was going to be the next superstar world football at one stage. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, but he's a player to watch out for because he is good. Um, Edson Alvarez as well. Yeah. Uh, another player, I think, isn't he with uh, Ajax now? Uh, is he with Ajax now? I think he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is, yeah. Yeah, he's another player that, that's um, that's been in decent form. Yeah. For them. Like they have but, okay players, but they're, again, as you said, a lot of them are all in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I mean, it's old. But what they will have on their side, if you were to say it comes down to what happens between Mexico and Poland, yeah, Poland have the X factor in Lewandowski in terms of like he's very good. Yeah, but Mexico will be used to playing in that heat. Yeah, and Poland, I don't think Poland have the like when he's with Bayern, he players around him creating chance. I don't think Poland are good yeah. at creating those chances. And yeah. that's it. If you look at um, and if you look at um, if you look at Mexico, uh, remember when Ireland played them in '94 in the heat in Orlando, and the Irish players could just walk in that heat. Yeah. Run. Um, you know, Mexico beat them 2 1. Mm-hmm. 
Poland could struggle in the heat against the Mexican team that it will be able to you know run and sprint harder in that heat than Polish players will be. Even though I know teams are uh, much much uh, fitter these days. Yeah. I suppose with Poland we've talked about Lewandowski up front. Um, yeah, Paddy Cash in defence, which I always found a strange thing that he went. Strange there. one, yeah. Um, Bailik as well, who, who we know from playing with Birmingham City, uh, Bednarek, uh, another Aston Villa player, obviously. Um, Chesney probably, you know, still yeah, good, there. Yeah, good keeper. Um, so the one thing I will say, though, know, if you are a Polish team, you know, if we keep it tight and keep a clean sheet, Lewandowski's going to get a chance. He's probably going to score. Yeah. That's uh, exactly. But they're so reliant on him scoring the goals. Yeah, like even just looking at their team there, like just going through the other players yeah. scored goals for them. There's not many. Like, no. is it Chris no. Rasky? Yeah. He's yeah. 17 goals. Yeah. Everyone else is like one, two. There's not many people have goals for him. Yeah. Um, 76 goals. Exactly. 76 goals for Lewandowski. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't score, they're in trouble. I will say, though, that we've seen him play for, in the championship, we've seen him play in the past, uh, you know, we've seen him with Charlton, we've seen him a few different places in uh, in their own championship at times, is uh, Christian Bailick, who obviously left Arsenal, yeah. as well went to Derby County, you know, they got relegated, he's now Birmingham. He's the player that I think people should watch out for if they've not seen him play before. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he had that horrific injury when he was going on a great run at Derby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if in that group, he's maybe a player to watch out for and see how he does, especially when they play against Argentina, because he's a guy I think has something about him. Oh, uh, yeah. Still relatively young. Yeah, exactly. So, how about this group? How do you see this one going? I've gone for a yeah. mad prediction here. Argentina, a... anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Mexico, Saudi, and Poland. That's exactly what I've written down, Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Poland are going to finish bottom of that group. Yeah. Uh, in a weird way, I kind of hope they don't because I like Poland. I like them as a team. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, you know, obviously living in living where we do in Ireland and Cork, we know a lot of Polish people. So, obviously, we hope Poland do better than that. I just have a feeling that's how the group is going to play out as well. And I'm putting a lot of that purely down to how hot it's going to be out there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's that group. Group D. This one is a nightmare of a group. Call in terms of. Uh, France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Um, yeah, France, defending champions, but plagued by injuries. Yeah, and Cuckoo just went out. Um, so yeah, you've been Cuckoo out. Pogba and Kante both out, who yeah. probably would have been their starting two midfielders. Mm-hmm. Um, very slack in qualifying for the Euros. Yeah, I think they're good. They're, I think they've lost their spine in the midfield, so I think they could yeah. be in trouble. Almost relegated from the Nations League. Yeah. Why do uh, they have so little midfielders as well? Like they're they're down to six. And that's the problem. They're going to use the two lads from Real Madrid, I think. And uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, obviously, watching Arsenal last season, I've seen William Saliba play. I think he's a player to really watch out for in the World Cup. He is just a man mountain. Now he does have a mistake in him because he is only twenty one. And it's weird to say that France's hopes, you know, rest on the shoulders of a 21-year-old defender. But I do think he's going to be key for them because, like you said, I don't think their midfield is that strong. No. And I do think they're going to have to keep clean sheets because when you look at their forwards, you look at Mbappe, you look at Giroud, you look at Benzema, if Benzema's fit enough, 
Yeah. Uh, and there's going to be question marks about whether he is or not. Like, thing is, Giroud is, I don't know, defies age or something. He just can't stop scoring goals. I know, yeah. Uh, and in Mbappe, they have genuinely one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, and Benzema still. And Benzema is well, obviously world player of the year. But yeah, yeah, question marks over how fit he is coming into the tournament. So we'll have to wait and see. Like maybe he's fully fit. I don't know. He's not on their list. If you look at their team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he might have. Obviously, he didn't make it. Then did he? Didn't make the injury trip. No, because Marcus Thoram now has been added. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a big blow. That Benzema is not going to be there. But if you're relying on Giroud and Mbappe. And um, no, that you could be relying on a lot worse than Giroud and Mbappe. To be fair. Yeah. Um, but but with the injuries they have, it's not great. But I do think the likes of Saliba are going to be key. I think they're going to have to defend well. Yeah, and Varane as well if he doesn't get injured. And again, yeah, I mean he's coming back too, isn't he? Yeah, he's he should be fit, but like he's always down for an injury. He gets injured a lot. Yeah. Now you look at the other teams in the group. So you look at we go to Australia. Mm-hmm. Really lucky to have qualified. Yeah. I mean, really, really poor in qualifying. Basically, a goal six minutes from time against the UAE got them into a playoff. <laughs> they beat Peru on penalties. Um. You know, we know a lot of the Australian players. Obviously, Matt Ryan, goalkeeper. Don't know how old he is now, but he's going to be key for them. Matt Ryan uh, is uh, 30. Yeah, Aaron Moy, obviously. Bailey Wright of Sunderland. Um, yeah, Harry Souter at Stoke. Uh, I think they're really going to struggle. I, I think they're finishing bottom of the group. Yeah, no, I would think so as well. Uh, and I think and I think if Matt Ryan doesn't show up, they're going to be hammered. In a yes, as well, wasn't it? Like Tim Cahill, you saw, scored the odd goal from. Yeah, I mean, they don't have that. Now. Like, I think Matt Ryan in goal, who's a very good goalkeeper, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think they finish bottom of the group, and I think if he's not in form, I think they get hammered by either France or Denmark. Yeah, they struggle against Tunisia as well. Yeah. Uh, Denmark. I fancy Denmark to go pretty far in the tournament. Looking yeah, at their I... squad, when we were preparing for this, and I started looking through the squad, I was like. That is one hell of a squad that they have. They have some team. Very, very experienced goalkeeper. Yeah. Very experienced defence. You have the likes of Delaney, Heiberg and Eriksson in the midfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, it, it's they're really good. Well, like, is, they're, they're forwards as well. Yeah. Like and I think... And... Yeah, I think um, Joker Mole, uh, who plays with Atlanta. Yeah. I think he's someone to watch out for in this tournament. I really do. Um, plays on the wing, but he's 11 goal involvements, like goals and assists in his last 20 games for Denmark. Yeah. He's he's one of these guys doesn't always do it for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is often on the bench because of it. But when he plays for Denmark, he's very good. Yeah. Um, and obviously Ireland have seen Denmark a lot, which might be one of the reasons why... I think they're going to do so well is because we've got to see them a lot and we know how good they can be. Exactly. Very oh. unlucky at the Euros to go out to England. I mean, yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. playing an away game. I'd be with you. I think they go very fair in this one. Um, um, and Ericsson's been in good form for United. Yeah, he's brilliant. Very good. Um, and you know, Delaney and Hoiberg, they're, you know, you talk about a combative midfield. The two of them will kick anything that moves. And Norgaard, yeah, there's a load. There's a, there is quality there. 
So yeah, you know, I think I think it could be a decent tournament for Denmark. Can they do what they did in the Euros and make the semi-finals? I don't know. But quarter, it I would have said quarterfinals if it was. Yeah. Like... It wouldn't shock me if Denmark were in the semi-finals of the World Cup. Yeah. Um again, maybe the heat will be uh, an issue. But um yeah. And like I said, look out for the the, the young lad with Atlantic because I think he's he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. Um Tunisia. Tunisia. They qualified beating a Mali team who were very good. Yeah. Um, so they actually do have a few players outside uh, yeah. Europe. They have that young fella, Hannibal, that's on loan. Um, yeah. United. He is quite yeah. good. He's very talented, young lads. Yeah, I, I think they could be a surprise in the group. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. look good in the build-up. They've won games. Like, they've won good games. Like, the thing um, is, if France don't get off to a good start. Yeah. They're in trouble. Like I, um, I'm drawing with France. Uh, Ioroni, who plays for um, that 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 Hungarian crowd, whose name I can't pronounce, mm-hmm. Ferenc Savarov or whatever they are, that United had to play against. Um, he's he's a midfielder for them. Yeah. Uh, plays with Tunisia as well. Uh, I think as well, when the players and when. When I look at these kind of what you would consider teams that people don't give much chance, I look at who's there that I really want to look at. And there's a lad, Anas Ben Salmane, who plays for Bromby. Yeah. Only 21. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and you might have heard it here first, I think he's playing for one of the top six sides in Europe in the next two years. Yeah. He's that talented. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him I think it's a team World here Cup. now, like a Brentford should take a chance on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's that good. I watched, like, I heard, I was looking through their squad and the thing in a, in research for this, and I saw a lot of, like, Tunisian media and that talking about this guy, and I said I'd go and have a look at him. And you can look him up videos on YouTube. He plays for Bromby. Um, 21, yeah. 21 years old. Really, really talented. 25, the caps, four goals. Yeah, he's very, very talented. His age. There, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch him. Yeah. yeah. Um, how are your predictions for this group? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Denmark top. Yeah, I did too. Uh, France second, Tunisia third, Australia last. But in saying that, I would surprise me if France went out because of how bad their team is. Yeah, change things around. Yeah, I'd have exactly the same as you had it there. If Tunisia finishing head of Australia and third, but like yeah. I said, if France were to lose to Denmark, which I think they will, yeah, I think so. Um, they're going to have to get something against Tunisia, I feel, and that won't be as easy as they think. Well, it won't be because their midfield is not the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're going to be playing two very, very young midfielders. I mean, it could work out from, but like these two lads are 20 and 21. So yeah. it's not we'll something to rest their shoulders. Yeah. And then also, this... no, and I mean, it's not like when they play for Real Madrid and they have Tony Cruz or Madrid next to them. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's not going to be the same. So, yeah. Uh, also, as well, this is Deschamps' last World Cup, so I don't know how how much um yeah he's going to be in it in it in his hands. Zidane is casting a, a shadow behind him, or he's waiting yeah. for his chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, group E. This is another nuts group: Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Oh yeah. And um, before the World Cup, I was not even thinking about Spain. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I looked at. The, and I looked at their squad and I thought, oh my God. 
it is quite. What I will say is similar to Germany and similar in some ways to the USA. They're what you they're almost like a team in transition. They're getting away from, you know, PK. They're getting away from Ramos. They're getting away from, you know, if you want to say De Gea, Casillas. Yeah. They're getting away from all those kind of guys. Um, yeah. the Thiago at, at Liverpool. They're getting away from the older players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're midfield. Um, like they've only have one player. I think in the thirties. Eh? Yeah. Something like but that. But I mean, but then you're like, well, you can't be doing that. You need to bring this. Finish. But look at them. You've got Pedri, who's one of the best young players in the world. And then you say, well, who else do they have? Gavi, Williams, yeah. Baffy, Pino. Yeah. I mean, Lorente. And then Ferran Torres as well. Yeah. And then whether you like him or not, and I personally don't, it's uh, you've got Morata as well, still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, but he's a guy kind of like um, closer to Germany. He just scores goals at international level. Yeah. Who's going to be their number one keeper, do you reckon? Would it be would it, would it be Roberto Sanchez? It could be. It's going to be interesting to see who he goes with. Yeah. Uh, because obviously it was always either Casillas or De Gea. Yeah, because like the three keepers that have been picked, they don't, they're less than 30 caps. Yeah. And it was uh, always Casillas. So again, Spain are kind of trying to build for the future. But my God, what a talented group of young players they have. Yeah, oh, um, Fatty is unbelievable. Yeah, and Pedri, Gavi, Williams, Pino. I mean, Ferran Torres was their leading scorer in the qualifiers. Yeah, um, oh, unbelievable. Marco they're Asensio. in transition. It's so hard to... But again, there's not a lot of experience, like you said there, so that you know, might the come against them. most experienced player was probably Busquets. Yeah, I mean, that might come against them in the later rounds. Yeah. Um, if they get out of the group. I think they probably will. Um, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, are a weird one. They um, don't score goals. They I always remember them for that Arsenal lad, Joel Campbell. Yeah, he scored that goal. Still there, still in the squad. Yeah, yeah. It's just the goal against England is always up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, he's still in the squad, and um, obviously in Kaylor Navas, they have one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what they do have. But they need him to be because he's going to be facing an awful lot of shots. <laughs> yeah. Because the team just don't score goals. They've only brought... They qualified on the back of him being unbelievably good and them not competing goals. If you look through their team there, they've only yeah. had three forwards, which is a yeah. strange, which is very strange. Well, for me, like you said, you remember Joel Campbell the last time because he was yeah. young at the time, scoring he's on the know, yeah. They have a player in Jewish and Benesh. Um, who we'll know because we watch the championship and he plays with Sunderland. Only 18. Hasn't played an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, when we have seen him, he's been really fun to watch at Sunderland. Yeah, he's when scored he has... two goals in seven caps. So he there's there's definitely something to him at that. It's a young age. Yeah. And when we watched him play for Sunderland, I remember where, where we, we were up the country, Mullingar, we were watching that Sunderland game and he had so much that night. Oh, yeah. He was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, one for the future, only, you were saying. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, only 18. Didn't realize he played for Costa Rica, but there you go. When I saw him in that squad, I was like, oh. Is that, Brian, nice Ruiz? Is that Brian Ruiz? Is he the guy that used to play for Fulham? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, the they would have had a few players in the Premier League in the past. Yeah. But, um, the thing is, with these guys, again, they have the ability to frustrate you. They're yeah. one of those where good goalkeeper. They'll throw 11 men behind the ball, especially against Spain and Germany. 
yeah. and you could be looking at it's 74 minutes and we still haven't scored a goal. But a lot of these young players as well, like like Juice and Burnett, are kind yeah. of in the shop window. If they, they're, if they're, they and I think, I think he's the guy that can, because again, it's like, it's one of those, like, if you remember the, the famous, you know, Shane Long goal, Ireland beat Germany, Germany yeah. battering Ireland, and, you know, Ireland hit him essentially on the break, a long punt forward. Um, that can happen in these games where you have a team who are just defending for their lives for 90 minutes and they hit you on the break once. Yeah. Uh, Costa Rica are capable of doing that because, like I said, in, in Navas, they do have a very good goalkeeper who's mm-hmm. what? I mean, he must be 35 now. How old is he? Uh, 36. 36, yeah, even older than I thought he was. Yeah. So, you know, it's his last parade. Well, probably not. because I don't know, because they could go to 40 this time, so he could be... I know, yeah. Especially with it being on in America. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I, I fear for Costa Rica, really. You. Um, Germany? Never uh, write Germany off, I suppose. That, that's all. Few... You write them off at your peril, like. They have that young fella. He, they picked that young fella, Mokoku. Um, yeah. I, I'm convinced that United should buy him, that guy instead of Bellingham. Um, again, yeah. Again, very similar to Spain. They're kind of a team in transition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of young players. Like Hummels didn't make the squad. No. You know? Um, and I think they're, they're, you know, I think their problem is their forward line. Uh, Werner, as as awful as he was at Chelsea, is their main threat. Yeah, like Thomas really? Muller is still there. That we convinced. How could he be thirty three? He is. Yeah, Thomas Muller is about sixty three. I think that's a typo. Um, he anyway. is quite good, to be fair to him. Yeah, but I mean, on the, the width, you have good players. You've got Nabry. You've got, you know, Havertz who can play through the middle. I suppose yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Sane. Yeah, like I said, Gundogan. You know, they've decent players. Uh. But that's mixed with a lot of very young and experienced players. I think they played a friendly the other day, and their two strikers both made their debuts for Germany. <laughs> yeah. And one of them's twenty-eight, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think is that uh, is that Nicholas Fug- Fugwig? Could be. He's the Could guy. Has, well, he has one cap and one goal. One cap, one goal. He came off the bench to score the other day in his debut. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, He's twenty-eight that's, or something like that. He's Twenty-nine. Twenty nine. Uh, there you go. He plays for so, Wheeler Barman as well. Yeah. So he's both inexperienced and old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know that's a rare mix. That's a rare combo. The and, the, and, and then the other lad player. as well came played as well. The the guy I was on about Mukuku. Oh, that was his first game as well. That was his first game. Yeah. I mean, if Havertz plays for Germany the way he plays for Chelsea. Those two lads are the ones that are going to have to carry this team goal scoring. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Um, you can't rely on, like, I suppose you can rely on Thomas Muller. Like, Gork, Gork, match does score the odd goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, Sané is going to be a threat. Like you said, Mabry's going to be a threat. Um, good the one we know can hit a ball. Again, this is a very hard group to call again. It's very like, tough I... because, like Spain, Germany are such an unknown quantity because they have so many inexperienced young players mixed in there. Yeah, you just don't know. They could be brilliant, or it could be a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then Japan, who well, they do know, have a lot of players going, in the Europe. In going with the trend, yeah. decided let's bring a whole load of players who hardly played for Japan. <laughs> like they're both um, thirty nine years of age. Yeah. They have nineteen players in their squad who have never played in the World Cup before. Yes, man, this mad. When you when you think the last World Cup was only four years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've 19 players in the squad who've never played in the World Cup before. Um, we all know Tomiyasu at Arsenal and Minamino, obviously. The guy at Celtic is fairly good, Dazen Meda. He's not bad. He's my, he's my player to watch, I think, for Japan. Yeah. Um, his two teammates, his two Japanese teammates at Celtic, neither of them made the squad. Um, but what I love watching him at Celtic and for Japan is the man just never stops running. Yeah, or oh, the Japan and South Korea are the most hard-working teams in, yeah. the, whole, in the whole... I mean, he just world. never stops. No. He he would just be one of those players that would annoy you. But predictions for the group, given... I think either Spain or Germany are going out. I don't... I have that... Weird, you think so? I have a weird yeah. feeling that Japan are going to finish second. Oh, a big call. Japan were shocking and qualified. I think... I think which, if which might be why a, they decided to pick a whole different squad. If Germany get a very bad start, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. But you can't. Man. They're one of those where it's like I can see. Costa it's Rica. almost like in the NFL for years, people would say, "Ah, oh, well, you know, as soon as Tom Brady turned turkey, it was like, oh, he's done now." I could see Costa Rica stubborn them. I could see Costa Rica stubborn them. Yeah. So I'd Germany. say Spain, Spain top. Yeah. Japan, Germany, and Costa Rica last. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I think Spain will top as well. But I'd flip Germany and Japan around. I think Germany, I don't know. I think they just have enough experience. You'd, you'd like to think but, they would. But like you said, it's that one, like Costa Rica can play spoilers there, like you said. Like and then playing, all Japan would need is a draw against Germany. Germany are playing Japan in their first game. Um, yeah, and I mean, if that finishes in a draw, say, then Germany could be in trouble because, yeah. you know, we'll wait and see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, Group F. For me, this is another group that's impossible nearly to call. Um, I think you have four teams here who are somewhat evenly matched in one way or another. Like Belgium, you Belgium the other day, which was a shock. Yeah, you have Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Yeah. Now Belgium, they talk about their golden generation. Yeah. This is their last chance, especially to, like a lot of our players are all reaching their twilight years. Like, yeah. yeah. Alvaro for Tongan, like how long much longer can they go? That's this is their last World Cup for sure. For Tongan, thirty-five, like so, yeah. yeah. Like how old is Lukaku now as well? Uh, twenty-nine. Yeah, I mean he might get one more World Cup. Uh, we'll wait and see. Kevin De Bruyne, um, as well is getting up there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Hazard is getting up there. I didn't realize Kevin De Bruyne was thirty-one. I thought he was. Yeah. Young. No, Hazard's getting up there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's Carrasco is party as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, they're still going to have to rely on a guy that I think could be uh, really, really important for them, even though he's not going to start the first match. Um, is another Chelsea player, Bashway. Mm. Um, is Jeremy Doku one. one to watch? What's that? Is Jeremy Doku one to watch? Yeah, definitely. Um, like they're like. Yeah, look at Shooter. Um, that that's that, yeah. that's not that strong as what they were. No, and I think yeah, um I think you have a couple of things. I think they're gonna be slow at the back, so they're gonna play three at the back. I think they're gonna play three at the back to counteract yeah, yeah. how slow they are. Yeah. And if you look at the group they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um Canada in Davies and, and David up front. Yeah. They're very quick. Oh, yeah. Just, no. yeah, exactly. Morocco have pacey wingers. Yeah. I mean, Belgium's weakness is how slow their defence is. Mm-hmm. 
And again, they're good players are kind of more going forward. But, you know, on the plus side of that, you have, you know, Tielemans who's playing really well. Not only that, Tielemans is out of contract in the summer. Yeah, he'd be wanted again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A good World Cup for him, and he he goes on a free transfer to and like Carrasco, Barcelona and Real Carrasco's Madrid. Been linked with everyone under the sun in the last six months. Yeah, and <laughs> um, like he can sign a pre-contract deal with a team outside of England in January. Yeah, he is a good World Cup. They're they're going to be queuing up for him. Like I'm surprised now. Dries Martins has been picked. Um, yeah, <laughs> especially because they have so many forwards at his age. Yeah, they just trust him. I guess we'll. Uh, I think it's also a last tournament for their manager, by the way. I don't think he's oh, yeah, got yeah, the... I think you're right. I think he wants to come back to club management. I don't think... I think whoever takes over Belgium, they're going to have to make some tough decisions about getting... You know, kind of like Spain and Germany did. Basically telling people, you know, your and, career and international... And the thing is, is well, like, whoever Martinez goes said they're not getting a hot manager. Um, so, like, he, he was hot at one point. He's not yeah. right now. So we'll wait and see what happens there with Belgium. Canada I think... have a decent enough young squad. Canada, good, good young team, co-hosts with America and Mexico the next World Cup. So again, they're on a high. I mean, you know, they qualified really well. They only conceded seven goals in qualifying. But their team is pretty much like America, though. They're waiting for the next one. Like they are players well, at the same time, they're good. Their young players have a bit more experience. Hmm. And they also have a few players we know, obviously, Junior like, Hoyle. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Davis is definitely yeah. one to watch. Um if Manchester yeah, I think, are looking for a new forward, he could be their man. It could be. He's definitely going to leave Lille next summer. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Davies of Munich as well. We know how quick he is. Yeah, he's great, yeah. Um, so Davies and David up front for them is frightening. It really is. Junior Highlight. Uh, junior Highlight, like we said, of Reading, yeah. Um, there's a couple of others. Milan Borjan, the goalkeeper, plays with Red Star Belgrade. Really good goalkeeper. Yeah. And I think someone to watch out for is the guy that actually plays in MLS, is um, Alistair Johnson, who, who plays for Montreal, I think. They also have a lad that plays for Porto, who's the, uh, his name I can't pronounce, Estiquio or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. So they, they have decent players. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I do think Alistair Johnson is someone to watch out for. I think he's, he's going to have a decent tournament of people. They could actually the go. They could be a team that goes far to America, I think, this time. They could be, they could be, but they could finish bottom of this group too. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a tight group. Uh, Morocco, very easy qualifying, but then they got ridiculously easy draws, I think. Uh, where's a lot of people to know? I think uh, FIFA would love Morocco to get through this group. Um, sure. did, did Samuel Eto'o pick them to go to the final and lose to Cameroon in the final? Idiot <laughs> uh, Pierre plays from, he's quite good. Yeah, I mean, look, um, Hakimi at PSG, who the world wanted, yeah. brilliant player. Yeah, Mazui of Bayern at the back is really good. Yeah, Sabiri Sampdoria, Ziyech at Chelsea, you know, yeah. West Ham, uh, and for the championship fans amongst us, which we are, you have Ilias Chair of QPR as well. Yeah, and then a story from Burnley. Yeah, um, they're not going to be pushovers. No, they're going to be quite good, I think. A lot of talent in that team. Yeah. This and that's what I say hard, about this group. This might be the hardest group to call out all this group. I think it's what I wrote down for my prediction for this group, and I'll do it after Croatia. I'll tell you what I wrote. Um Croatia, another aging side when you think of Perisic and Modric. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you remember like they, know, they were amazing in the Euros. They were. They were. 
But the problem is, Modric is what, 37 now? Uh, yeah, he is, yeah. He's still one of the best midfielders in the world. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have to see. The thing is, he doesn't really have to move. He just knows where to be. In the heat. One of the reasons he doesn't have to move, again, is the player that I think people should watch out for if they've not seen him play before, is Brozovic, who plays in the midfield as their holding midfielder. Yeah. He does the running, so right. Modric doesn't have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is, I think, one of the best holding midfielders in the world right now. Um, he's not, he's not very young, but I, I know what you mean. Um, no, he's not very young, but he does a lot of the work to allow Modric to he be does Modric. The groundwork, yeah, yeah, and it's the same. Like we said, the two French lads at Real Madrid do the same from there. Yeah, and um, they'll do a bit of running so that he can be Modric. Uh, you know, Tony Kroos might do it as well from there, but that's you know, um. I don't think they're going to enjoy this group being in a Croatia. No, I don't think so either. And I don't think any team will. They always seem to show up. And I think for such a small country, they've done really, really well. God. And again, I think it's, you know, it's it's the last chance for a lot of these guys. So maybe that'll give them a little bit of an extra incentive. Mm. But I have no idea. I mean, my prediction for this group, I said I was Belgium to win it, Morocco second, Croatia third, Canada fourth. But then I wrote underneath that, or it could be the other way around. It could be Canada, Croatia, Morocco, Belgium. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. I, 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 think, I honestly can't tell how this group is going I to go. I think Belgium first, for sure. Yeah. I think Morocco is second, Canada. Yeah, yeah. see, I don't know. It's too hard to call. <laughs> you know, Modric has a great game against any of those teams Croatia win. That's the thing. Like, and Again, I don't know if Jonathan Davis shows up and scores goals. Canada that, second. That, you know, it's impossible. Like I said, I could have Belgium, Morocco, Croatia, Canada. Croatia have a good work record, record as well. Like as well. Yeah. Or you could flip it in its head. Canada could oh, be the group. Croatia could be second. Head. Morocco third. Belgium half. Yeah. Uh, I just think Belgium, I, the reason I went with Belgium is I just think those forward players and the experience they have in the likes of Hazard and De Bruyne and even the lads at the back as old as they are, they're very experienced. They know how to defend. Exactly. Uh, that's why I went with Belgium. I think we're in the group Morocco because I think they're very exciting. So are Canada and Croatia. Like you said, they always show up. Yeah, this next group as well is just as hard. The next group is a tough one to call. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. Like Brazil are many people's favourites, and their team I think could certainly win it. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for Brazil in this tournament is going to be getting out of this group. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because if you don't start well in this group, you're out. Like Switzerland are a great team. Like yeah. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. No, I will say Cameroon are terrible. They're, <laughs> you know, and we'll come to them in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brazil, favourite all the way. And you look at their forwards and their midfielders. Um, two ridiculous. great goalkeepers, Anderson and Ederson. It's ridiculous. Like you look at their centre backs, they're very good as well. But you look at Neymar, Rafinha, and Vinicius are probably going to be their starting three up front. Yeah, yeah. Then they have the likes of Martinelli, Jesus, and Ricardo to come off the bench. Yeah. You know? It must and be that's, that's really just weird. It's, it's really weird to look at their midfield. The whole thing nearly plays in England. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You look at Casemiro in there. Like, yeah. Paquette. You know, Fred. Like, yeah. I mean... Right now, Fred now is on the shop window, so... Yeah. Um, they've got Anthony. Oh, their their talent is unbelievable. Yeah, they've really forward players. But you look at Sandro, Danilo, Danny Alves, Tellez. That's the problem. Danny Alves thirty nine. And if you look at a lot of the exciting young teams, 
that Brazil might come up against. Yeah. They have quick pasty wingers. Oh, they're going to get caught. Brazil, Alex do Tennant not Tennant. have fullbacks. No. And you think of the good Brazilian teams, and um, you think of um, like Carlos Alberto in 1970. And, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Cafu, who was one of the best right backs of all time. Yeah, Roberto Carlos, who was a wild card, who didn't know what he was going to do. <laughs> um, but I like they're really, really weak in their fullback positions. Yeah, exactly. Now, that won't matter if they're scoring 27 goals with their attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they can be got at. Yeah, all 100%. Uh, and um, when you look at the next team we'll talk about, Serbia, they're a team that can get at people and because... Mitrovic is outstanding. Like, Yeah, you talk about Neymar, Rafinha, Vinicius, great front three. Yeah. What about Vlavic, Mitrovic and Tadic? I know, yeah. It's, it is frightening, to be fair. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad front three to have. No. This... Like Joe, and I would it's... certainly not fancy being a centre back when a ball's crossed in for Lavic and Mitrovic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, but it's weird again. They've only brought three forwards. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what three forwards? I mean, do you need anyone else? But uh, is that is that does that mean they're only going to play one forward in the matches? Is what I I'd say they'll only play one, maybe two if they need to, depending on who they're up against. Tadic can also play on the wing if they want him to. He's done that a lot for Ayat. Yeah. Um, as well as great as well. They have a lot of great midfielders. They do. I think one to watch out for if people haven't seen him play, because I know a lot of people don't watch Serie yeah, because it is kind of boring, is uh, Illich who plays with Hellas Verona. Yeah. He came through um, uh, what you call it, Man City's youth system yeah. before he moved over there. Really, really talented player. And what's interesting for him is for, for United fans out there like yourself, He's the player that's really they're looking to replace. Obviously, Matic retired from international football. He's the player they're looking to replace Matic with. Yeah. So uh, I think he's one to watch and, and see how he does because he's another guy I think could move on in the summer. And this guy as well, Sarge Savage. Sarge Yeah, Savage. He's, a, he's a guy you'd watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few there for the Serbia team that might be moving in the summer. Hmm. Switzerland, um, obviously led by Arsenal goal machine, Granit Xhaka. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what's happened to him this season in that new position, but he can't stop scoring goals. I know, it's incredible. Um, they qualified ahead of Italy. Remember, Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. And it wasn't that they lost out in those playoffs. The reason they were in the playoffs in the first place is Switzerland finished top of the group. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, Switzerland aren't bad. And you look oh, at, bad. you know... You look at Zakaria Chelsea, who's like touted as being a great, great player for the future. Yeah. Um, I was actually only talking to uh, a Chelsea fan that you'd know well, Donny, you know, Killary and Celtic, massive Chelsea fan. Um, and he was just talking about why the hell is this guy not playing for Chelsea every week? Yeah, because yeah. when he plays, he's brilliant. Yeah. Zakaria. They still have Shar from Newcastle, obviously. Xhaka, you know, Shakiri is still there. Um, and they're a team that went on a crazy run without losing at one stage there a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were two years nearly or something like that. Like, they're going to need a bit of luck in the group stage because you're in with Brazil and Serbia. Yeah. But they are talented, talented team. Yeah. And like we said, like Brazil will, like, there's a lot of pressure on Brazil because Brazil are expected to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm going to go on the limb and say Switzerland beat Brazil in the groups. Switzerland are bad. Yeah. Um, it's really, really tough. And then we go to the last team in the group, Cameroon, every neutral's favourite in Italian 90. And I mean, 
they really <laughs> put African football on the map with Italian 90 because before oh. that, African teams were almost seen as a laughing. Is that what they is that what they're dancing and everything? <laughs> the dancing and also just like they they made the World Cup quarterfinals and they yeah. they could have beaten England. You know, they went out an extra time, three two. Mm. Um, you know, they beat Argentina in the group stage. Like they were just fun to watch and everyone enjoyed watching them. They played football and they you know, you know, a bit naive, I suppose, when they took the lead against England, they probably could have dealt better with I, I know I is their keeper, so he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean they do have, yeah, Onana from from uh, from Inter Milan. Yeah. They do have your man Andre Frank Zambo, whatever his name is, and Gushia yeah. who plays with Napoli. Yeah, and, you know, uh, from Swansea as well. Yeah, and um, your man Chapo Mutang or whatever his name is for Bayern Munich. Yeah, and Moembo well. from yeah. So they do have talent, but they've been very, very, very poor in recent years. Like they finished third in the AFCON and they were hosting the tournament. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. poor. They got rid of the manager after that and brought in Rigabir Song, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Um, Looking through their squad there, there's one or two I don't, players. There's one or two decent players. I think if they were in a different group, I think they'd have a chance. Yeah, I think they're in. They just got unlucky. I think they're in a group where every team in the group is better than them. Yeah, 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 exactly. And no, that doesn't mean they couldn't spring a surprise because again, it only takes one of those four or five players we mentioned to hit a bit of form, and who knows? Exactly. And Spot I mean, on. you know, Moting can put the ball back in net. Like he's he's capable of that. Absolutely. And like I said, Onana and goal, the Inter Milan goalkeeper, obviously used to be at Ajax, very talented goalkeeper as well. Yeah. And. But they've just been disappointing recently because because of the players, like you said, that they do have. They just, for some reason, haven't gelled. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see. And maybe Rigabir Song, the song, uh, maybe his uh, his, his uh, nephew will come out of retirement, Alex Song. Uh, <laughs> late, late call up to the World Cup. Unlikely to happen, I suppose. But uh, I never know. And the, the problem I would say with them is you look at the players and a lot of the ones we mentioned other than Onana, really, um, are kind of attacking players. Yeah, 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 yeah. They failed to score in five of their last nine matches. Yeah, a lot of their players are older too. It's yeah. not good form to be coming into the World Cup. That said, Samuel Eto'o picks them to win the World Cup. Um, <laughs> definitely not biased, as he's the president of the Cameroon FA. Yeah. Um, in their last five games, they haven't won. They they won one. Yeah, they're they not in good form. They drew, and you're in Panama, with, they drew a Panama last week, so... And you're in with Serbia, you're in with Switzerland, you're in with Cameroon. The one thing I will say about Serbia as well, though, Serbia have never qualified for European Championships. It's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah. Um, in fact, the last time Serbian players were in the European Championships, they were playing for Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they qualify for World Cups, it seems. So. How do you see this one going, did you say? Uh, Brazil, 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 Serbia and Cameroon. Yeah, I've Serbia ahead of Switzerland, but I I crossed out Switzerland to put Serbia in. Yeah, I really I, can't I, call between the two of them. I but I, I gave the nod to Serbia. I think purely because I think Mitrovic is going to and Vlavic up front. Yeah, I just see um, Switzerland plus, beating beating the two, but the yeah, two and maybe because I want Grand Jacket to have a bit of a rest before the <laughs> the second half of the season. But he's not well, is he? He wasn't well last week. I just had a tummy bug, bit of food poisoning. I think it was going through the team. He'll be fine for the World Cup. Uh, group H, really tough one to call. Yeah, this is a... Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. The problem like, is, I would have said Portugal straight away, but like, there's yeah. so much toxic 
energy in that squad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the same. I looked at Portugal's squad last week and I thought there's, there's, not much, there's not much of a weakness in that Portugal squad. No. You know, solid at the back, gifted technical midfielders. Yeah. Like I said, Ronaldo, bad timing that interview. And that's well, put a cloud him. over their training camp a little bit. Like that, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, the other thing I think is sure. Rui Patricio has been their goalkeeper for so long. Yeah, he's not going to play. It's going to be Diego Costa. He's going to be there. And he's only, 20, he's only 20. He's very good for Porto, but he's yeah, only he's 23. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of pressure on okay, him. Again, like Pep is in the squad. She's 39. I know, yeah, I know. Um, Rafael Leo, I think, is going to be interesting whether he plays because Jota obviously is out. Yeah. Um, no, Felix think, is hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what Portugal do. Do you think Rafael Leo will come in for Jota? Uh, obviously, he's the Milan player. He is. Uh, yeah, he's been picked. I think. Yeah, but I, I wonder will he um, will he start the games? Uh, I think he's Ronaldo. Really yeah. I think he's just really, really gifted. I think he's he should I think be. he'll be moving on next summer for sure. I don't know where he's going though. Yeah, well is that is Milan now, so he's you know, we'll see where he goes. Like, um, their team, like their midfield is ridiculous. It's crazy. And I mean they're they're all ball players, they're all players who can pick a pass, they're all players who can defend. Like it's a crazy frightening squad, but like I said, they do have that cloud hanging over them. Plus they've the issue that like we've always said it for Portugal. And similar for Man United, for some reason, Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes can't play in the same team. Mm-hmm. Something seems to happen when the two of them are together. Yeah, it's I almost see. like they, it's almost like for Bruno to be at his best, he needs to be the main man. He needs to be the guy that everyone's giving the ball to all the time. That's exactly what I was just going to say to you. Yeah, uh, and with Ronaldo, he... it's the opposite. You, yeah, you kind of have to decide. You want Ronaldo to be the star man or Bruno Fernandez? Well, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo doesn't start the games, he's he's disrespected by the manager. I know it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, ridiculous interview for him to come out. Oh, lads! Like there was uh, a couple of video clips came out. One with Bruno Fernandez and one with Cancelo. The Cancelo one looked dodgy because he was pushing him away. Yeah, uh, and I mean, just think about when you say you even just say Cancelo, you just think Jesus, there's Cancelo playing for them. They have Diaz playing for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my God, that's some squad when you think about it. There's a couple but again, it's, there, it's how much will they talk about, you know, the focus. Now is going to be hyper-focused like, on Ronaldo. Like Dallo is probably one of the best right-backs in the world right now. He's in great form. Yeah, oh, he's superb, yeah. Superb. And I do think it's it's going to be a strange one um, to see how all the Ronaldo stuff affects them. The problem Diana, is... Diana, uh, you want Diana, go on. Go on, what were you saying? Last thing I said, like there. I wouldn't start Ronaldo. I just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. they're oh. going to though. I know they will. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. Ghana, Ghana need to ensure one thing, I think, and that's that they don't focus too much on getting revenge against Uruguay. Like they beat Switzerland two days ago. Yeah, but remember two thousand ten Suarez handball on the line. Uh, World Cup quarter final. Yeah, and eventually Uruguay going to beat them on penalties. Uh, it's time for revenge for Ghana. Yeah, like they're 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 not bad. Like, no, I think they're the lowest ranked team in the World Cup. I think they're sixty one. Yeah, sixties. Yeah. Uh, no, that is largely due to them not getting out the groups in Afcon, and then barely qualifying. Like you know, there now, like yeah, Bokudis, Fraya, yeah. he's not bad. 
No, but what Ghana have done, and this is where it's dangerous to sleep on them, I think, mm. is they changed the manager in February and they recruited immediately. So Tyreek Lamptey switched Sorry. allegiance. He yeah. became Ghanaian in February or March or whenever it was. Yeah. Um, and that guy Williams decided he was going to be Ghanaian as well. So he became Ghanaian. Not decided, but he switched countries from where he played on the ridge. So in Lamptey and in Williams, they have two very good players they've added. Now, on top of that, you have Thomas Partey, who's fully fit. He wasn't at AFCON. Yeah. You have Andre Ayew, who's fully fit. Yeah. And wasn't at the time. Um, and you've got the likes of, um, is it Fatawa Mishaku um, or whatever it is, the 18, yeah, young 18-year-old? Yeah, he's quite good, yeah. At Sporting Lisbon, who's going to be at a top club in Europe in the next two years. Yeah. And um, Ghana have a really, really good team. Yeah, there's a couple of good, like Daniel Adamarty, he's not bad. No. Leicester. Um, and, and then and you Ramin of, of Reading. Yeah. Well, They're a good side. And I think, I think if people are going to focus too much on how bad they've been the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. With the new manager and the new players and other players that had been unfit, now being fit. Yeah. I think they're going to be a danger in this group. Oh, yeah. Really it's a very hard group to call. Um, yeah. Then we move on to Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. Um, three players, Suarez, Cavani, Gordon. Average, the age of combined all three of them is over 100 years old. <laughs> um, but then you look at younger players, Valverde, Nunez, Bentecor, and uh, what's your man's name again? Arujo or whatever he is. Uh, pronouncing the name, not my strong point. Um, but a good mix, I think, as well of experience. There's a guy, young players. There's a young lad for United that plays for Uruguay, yeah. uh, Pedestri. I think yeah. if he, he's going to be the one to watch for the for the young. He's players. your he's your tip for the guy you I want to see to watch for them. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'd have such a good World Cup that United would yeah. force to play him. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Now, the one thing I will say about Uruguay is they've been in good form under their new manager. Yeah. But it's still a shift because the old guy had been there for 15 years. Yeah. So that kind of a change when you've had the one manager for so long, it's not easy. Um, he's, he's dealt with it well. I think they finished fourth in qualifying. Yeah. In, um, what happened um, to Maxi Out of South America. What happened to Maxi Gomez as well? Like, he, he was tipped yeah. to be so good. And now he's playing in Turkey. I know. Um, um, we're was... paying like sixty million pounds at one point for him. I know, I know, crazy. Like I said they do have good players, but what mm. they also have is they have a very slow defense. Yeah, and they don't have a very good goalkeeper. No, um, but they have like Phil Valverde. He's very good. Valverde is good, like we said. Nunez, obviously, which we know of from Liverpool, is good. Fakinho um, is, is good as well. Yeah, Suarez, Cavani, they're probably going to come off the bench more than actually start games. You would think so, yeah. Uh, I think they will start Maxi Gomez. Yeah. Uh, but 20 years old at United. Yeah. But I think they're going to struggle to get out of this group. Um, yeah, they don't. And I think enough. it's like they're almost one or two players short for when you think they've really got a great chance. Mm. But they do well at World Cups. But again, they, like Cavani is the guy that has fifty chances before he scores one. That's that's the problem. Um, 
and Ghana are going to be so up for that game against Uruguay. Um, it's going to be ridiculous. So, last team we talk about, I suppose, this is the last group, isn't it? Yeah. Um, South Korea, have to feel for them when Son went down injured. Yeah, um, not, a good, not good timing. Um, no, and if you look at, like, um, Hwang Hee um, is a chain of wolves. Yeah. Um, Wang Yi Jo of Olympiakos, they're all in terrible form as well. So, the players, like, you say San is out, we've got to look to these guys. They're not in good form. Uh, San Gan is definitely. Yeah, he's he's out of the world. But his injury is too bad for them. Oh, no, he's still listing on the list on the sheet. Of their squad, yeah. But he can't, he can't play. He's too. So without him. Yeah, they're, they don't, I think they're in trouble. And there are other two big players, like I said. If you look at uh, Chin and Joe, uh, terrible form. Yeah. Coming into the World Cup. Uh, yeah, it's you know it, they've not been in great form anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but that said, if we if we think in this group um, that you're going to have, uh, I suppose, who do you fancy to win the group? If you were Port- to say Portugal, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Uruguay, South Korea. Yeah, that's the way I see it too. Yeah. But I think South Korea have that ability to. Spoil yes, it from either Uruguay yeah. or Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But I agree with you. I think it'll be Portugal. I think Ghana will hit Uruguay for a little bit of vengeance for 2010. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll be one of a couple of African teams that we do see in the last 16. Yeah. I do think Morocco, like we said earlier, will get there as well. And Senegal as well, possibly with uh, the other groups. So that'll be good. It'll be nice to have a, a good mix of the African teams in there as well. It'll be um, it'll be like Thursday before they play, so yeah, it is. So we we will wait wait and see, and um, I suppose we should leave it there. It's kind of a wrap up. We'll talk a bit as the tournament goes on about. But who was your favorite. outright pick? Just in general, well, my outright pick to win it. I think going through it, looking at it, and um, I'm flip flopping between a few teams all the time. But I think put on the spot at this moment in time, without a ball being kicked, I think. Just for the story, it will be, I think, uh, Messi and Argentina. Yeah, no, I was just going to say the same thing. Um, yeah, I, was I just think it will be such a fairy tale ending for him yeah. because he, he's given so much to try and win a World Cup for well, Argentina. I'm saying that, right? Ronaldo said in the interview the other day that if he wins the World Cup, he's going to retire from, Port- yeah. from Portugal. Yeah. And you know, Portugal, with a bit of luck, could win it. They, um, they need serious luck and they need to all be on the same page. Yeah, and it, it is like I said, if infighting does start. Um, yeah, so you think Argentina as well? And yeah, who do you I, think could be your surprise team? That You know, there's that one team that like makes the quarterfinals yeah, out of nowhere Denmark, or pushes sure. the semis. Denmark. Yeah, I think Denmark as well for me uh, would be my surprise team. And there, there will be, I think there'll be a, an African team in the quarterfinals. I don't know who. I just I, if if I had to pick one off, I would say Morocco. Yeah, no, I think one of them will go fair. I just Yeah. Isn't yeah. there always one team like Turkey there in the semi finals one year? Always, yeah. Belgium in uh, was it eighty six? Yeah. Um you I know Croatia made the semis there one year as well. Croatia, yeah, they, they only lost to uh to France and it's Slavin Village's headboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So we'll uh, we'll wait and see. I'm looking forward to the matches. Um, I think it's you know the atmosphere is going to be a little weird out there. I think. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, I know all our shows as well won't be this long. This is just an introduction. No, this is just a thing. In fact, tomorrow night show, which will only have one match to focus on, yeah. and maybe a look ahead slightly to the games on the Monday. Monday um, It'll be much quicker. I'm surprised if tomorrow night show is, is longer than 20 minutes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but probably be more like 10 or 15. But we will be back every night as the World Cup is on, or certainly as many nights as, as we can manage. Yeah, exactly. Um, for sure. So, uh, no, it's good. I, I mean, like, as we said, we, we, we're doing it for, like, we have to watch them for media purposes. But exactly. it's it's good to have the... I. I I know it's a weird and strange time, but I'm kind of looking forward to a lot of the matches. Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose um, being able to watch a lot of them, I'm going to miss a few of them, so I'll have to watch delayed coverage of some of them before we do our shows. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay too. And I think that's going to be the case for most people who do yeah. choose to watch the World Cup. And like I said, if you don't want to watch the World Cup and you just want to get a, a, us li- listening to us and what we think of the game, just that's one, fine. Just and one last you, thing as well. Like had it all together, do that too. Just one last thing before you go. Top goal, yeah. top goal scorer. Um, it's a tough. That's one. a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I would. I, I don't know. I want to say Neymar. I like my my head definitely says Neymar does it. Yeah. Um, but I just think, given the group they're in, although the host nation are in it. I have a funny feeling Memphis Depay is going to score a load of goals in the group stages. Memphis Depay? Yeah. Oh. I mean, they're playing Senegal, Ecuador and Qatar. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I mean, I can see him scoring a lot of goals in, yeah. in the group stages. But we'll wait and see. Um, but Neymar, I think, is, is kind of... Plus, I think, you know, Brazilians will be trying to get him through. And like you said, he's going to have Rafinha on one side of him and Vinicius on the other playing him exactly. through balls. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So he's the obvious choice, I suppose. Well, maybe not the obvious choice, because you know, who's to say Vinicius or Rafinha, or, you know, whatever the score goes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's usually my experience of all the World Cups I've watched. Um, and last time we we picked Harry Kane. Um, I know the two of us picked Harry Kane to be Golden Boot. Chance he could do it again, I suppose. I don't think he will. Mm. Um, because of the group stages and. Generally, the golden boot winner of the World Cup comes from a guy that scores all his goals in group stages because yeah. the knockout stages tend to be, you know, one nils, two ones. There tends not to be many goals in the knockout stages. Exactly. So, uh, so we will leave it there, will we, and come back tomorrow yeah. when we will have a team on top of Group A that'll either be Qatar or Ecuador. Yeah. Sounds right. good. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, no, we look forward to being with you every night for the World Cup. Yep, cheers.